Hello and welcome to another episode of Kitchen Conversation with James and Rama. My name is James. And I'm Rama. Today on this episode of Kitchen Conversation, we're going to explore the question of what does work-life balance look like at the moment? Rama, we're both in the process of moving in different ways, shapes or forms. You're going to Canberra. I'm moving out of the Shire. And we're also juggling working remotely with COVID. Mm -hmm. And we want to do this business side hustle thing. So what does work-life balance look like for you at the moment? Um, Work-life balance for me at the moment is pretty good, being that we are still working from home. Uh, So uh, our company has not uh, mandated any return to the office and they haven't done so since March, you know, when we first started working from home. And I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't think they're going to make any changes in the near future. Let's just say, right? Yeah. But at the moment, I think it's you know it's difficult to to judge what a regular work life balance is. Um, but to put it into perspective, I guess I spent probably two and a, two and a bit hour every day on just travel alone. Let's just say. Uh, and then you're in the office, you know, a good eight, nine hours, right? Mm. So that's already 12 hours at least, right? Or yeah, 11 or almost 12 hours that you are away from home. Mm. Um, and then you got eight hours of sleep. So, you know, a regular person, some people sleep less and some people sleep more. But so let's just say you got a best part about four hours where you can have a life. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of work. Um, and if you think about it, that's actually very minimal, mm. you know, put in the time of dinner, breakfast, uh, for me, prayers, um, mm. then you basically don't have actually much, you know, personal time, whether that's mm. for yourself with your spouse or your partner. Um, so it's a little bit tough, but it, you know, now that we're in this work from home, it's a little bit different because now I get that two and a half hour back. Mm-hmm. Uh, in travel and I'm technically I'm not working straight straight out nine hours let's just say because I'm actually in the home mm. so during lunch break you can have a bit of time yeah. uh, you are still you around your yeah you're still around your 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 your, your family I suppose um, yeah unfortunately you do get to uh, lumped in some chores yeah. in between your work day which you you know you can get away with before um, but uh, yeah it's like I said it's 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 just big contrast, I suppose. So we think about it. So just looking at that, right? I mean, I'm assuming that's similar for you, James. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you do a, you do work at two different places yeah. at the moment. So, so one, is that one, is that the same for you, regardless? Or one, one job's had an optional return to the office, so I've been on a roster system where I've been in about one day a week, but I've still been saving about 13 hours a week commuting, which has been great when I'm trying to juggle planning a wedding along with everything that's going on in life at the moment. And as we try and figure out a lease agreement and a rental um, to move and doing that for the first time and asking all these questions, it's like, so, so should this have a floor plan? Is it normal for this apartment not to have a floor plan? 
Uh, so, so I pay a holding fee before I read the lease agreement. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. And it's asking lots of questions and learning lots of new things as part of that process. Um, and it's an interesting way of, yeah, what, what were our expectations initially about what that process m- might look like. Um, but the exciting thing about that is now we get to figure out how to furnish a home. Um, how do we pack all the boxes and organize all our stuff? What What's, yeah. Yeah. Spring I clean. Guess, I guess you, I'm assuming you've never moved ever. Like you've, no. you, you, you were born in that home that you're in now and uh, you grew up in that home that you're in now. I moved around when I was kind of six-ish, but we moved from the house next door, which is just <laughs> over to my left, and moved to the one we were in. So we actually were watching the house we're in being built whilst we were living next door, which was an awesome experience. But I was like four, five, six, very young. The impact for me, I was a kid. I don't remember it. I didn't yeah. remember what the all, process was. All were expected to do anything. Yeah. Um, I just showed up and everything was ready. <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm going through, I, I've done, I've done multiple moves in my, you know, in my time in Australia, whether as a kid or as an adult, um, got my first apartment, my, my first, my own unit. Yeah. Or, you know, as the American call it, the apartment, you know, it's actually just a unit. My first unit in 2007, I think that's my first solo unit. Like, as in, I'm not, uh, staying with a family or staying with a friend. Uh, I moved in with my cousin, just the two of us, but that was yeah. like our own first real one where the lease is under our name. And yeah, again, we had to go through what you're going through now, which is learning yeah. what, you know, how do you get uh, a lease? You know, okay, you have to inspect the property. We didn't even yeah. inspect the property. I think we did not inspect the property. I, I, I don't think so. Oh, wow. From my first one, I literally, we, 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 we found a listing on, on, cause you know, this is, we're talking not 2007. So, Again, even the, the the websites weren't as good as they are now. Uh, but we found a listing on the agent's you know front window, old school. So we went to an agent and we saw wow. in the front window that they got this house listed in this address. So we just rocked up there, not knowing what the process was, and obviously it was uh, locked and empty, and nobody was there. We we peered through the window. We said that looks alright. <laughs> so we went and applied for the. Uh, Applied for the lease, believe it or not, without any inspection. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> that, that literally was what we done. Uh, and mm. I think they're legally supposed to inspect it, but we, we told them we saw it through the window, we're happy, and they said, okay, that counts as an inspection, which it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's how we got our first home. So, yeah, we, went, we, we, we were going through the mm. same thing that you're going through now. And surprisingly, while you're going through this, I'm going through a new process, which is mm. buying a home. Yeah. Um, which is probably what you're going to have to go through. Yeah. Hopefully in, not in, in you know, in, 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 in the, in the near future. Yeah. Um, Aspirational so, life goals and financial achievements. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning about what, you know, what, what is the process of buying a home? I'm, I'm doing the same thing you're doing. I'm asking a lot of questions. Some, you know, some people roll their eyes going, why the hell are you asking this question? It should be obvious, but no, it's, you know, to be honest for somebody who's never done it before. Nothing is obvious. Mm. Um, I'm asking dumb questions, unfortunately, but I think I feel more confident uh, asking all the questions I'm unsure of, and then mm. you know, then then be, and then being happy with the decision. So, um, yeah, I think so. You've you've put in a holding deposit. Mm. I've now put in an 
verbal offer. So there are different stages of, uh, you know, of, of, of gaining a property, whether that's renting or mm. buying. So I guess for you, your next step is going to be signing the lease and then yeah. giving the bond, the four-week yeah. bond, and then paying the additional one-week rent. Because mm. most places are like four weeks bond and two weeks rent. It's very standard. Um, I'm assuming it'll be the same with yours, yeah. which is what I've experienced about in the last seven times I've rented. So, mm. but for me, I think the next step for me is to get a building inspection done, which is what we're going to do next week. Mm. Very nice. And then once, and then on, on, on the back of that inspection is when we make a, uh, written offer or, or, you know, a written offer that is signed as, as a, as an exchange of contract. I believe mm. that's the next stage. Um, Mm. And also, you know, sorting out my finances, so getting the bank um, ready, making sure that the amount I'm borrowing is, you know, is payable or, or comfortable enough, which at the moment, I'm not really, but, you know, we're, we're me and Eva, we're just trying to trying to work it out and we're trying to go, things should be all right. Mm. So, yeah, but for for me, I, I, as, as I've moved so many times, I kind of know the, that mm-hmm. side of it but yeah the purchasing side oh my god mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe how many things are involved in it you think it's it's like going to the shop and buying something now but when it comes to a property that yeah. you know is essentially half a million dollars uh, there's a lot more involved huge, <laughs> so, amount, huge amount involved and lots of mm-hmm. giving money to other people that you thought you know what in in in, in the old days i think it shouldn't they probably weren't and then suddenly people decided to create all these New things that people need. These new middlemen okay, that yes. decide to take what? a cut. Stamp duty. Is there something called con- conveyancing? Conveyancing. Like yes. Conveyancing. So, you pay. You have to pay for conveyancing. I'm not sure yeah. what you're paying for, but or somebody to read the, the the contract. So apparently, no. You don't. You don't have to. You can do it yourself. Yeah. You can self conveyance if you want, but obviously. There's the risk, and then and being not you know not knowing what the hell you're doing mm. uh, could also mean you could be taken advantage of. So for you know a thousand dollars or so, I'd say it's probably worth the money. I, I I guess I don't know. We'll see what what it looks like at the end of this um, whole process. But um, yeah, then 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 you got building inspection, and you got your loan that you need to sort out, and then you got some other thing called the is it PEXA, the PEXA fee or something. I don't know what that is, but apparently everyone has to pay. Yeah. So, and then you, you know, if you're buying a, a, a property within mm. a strata title, then you need to get a strata inspection report. If you're buying a, you know, just a property, like what they call a, a torrent title or, or a freestanding title where the land and the properties, I mean, the building is paused yeah. fully. Then you got other types of things you need to do an inspection on, like the ground, the mm. piping, all the fun stuff. So mm. apparently everything is involves somebody doing something for you, uh, and everyone has to pay. Mm. So there's an industry I think that was built just around buying and selling houses. Mm. So you know, the real estate agents, solicitors. Um, so yeah, fun stuff, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, very much so. And. Yeah, when you mentioned buying land, I thought of a, a novelty ad that I came across where you could buy, I think, a square meter of land in somewhere in Scotland or Ireland. And in that traditional place where you were buying, having your own land gave you title as a lord or a lady. So effectively, you could buy this t- land and give a, get your title. So the novelty of the advertising were people had listed 
Lord such and such on their credit cards, on their plane tickets, um, <laughs> and just got to do this social experiment of seeing what that response was like from the wider community uh, as, as a random, random novelty. Um, but it, <laughs> as we think about juggling that work-life balance and everything going on, have you also got a pet to help relax? And Yeah. So we've, I've recently acquired a cockatiel. Um, which you thought it was a canary. I'm I not sure how you got, I'm not sure how you mistakenly, um, you know, sort of conveyed that information to your partner. So yeah. I, I, the bird <laughs> begins with C. <laughs> but yes, uh, we, we, we got a, a cockatiel uh, when we, on our last trip to Canberra, we found a, a, a person who I guess enjoys breeding and mm. collecting rare birds. And this cockatiel just happened to be one of the, you know, the, one of the, breed that he kind of just yeah he, he does um but uh, it's not hand fed or hand raised so it's it's technically parent raised and not tame um so i'm in the process of trying to tame her it's a challenge um my wife is slowly losing faith but i'm gonna truck on um so yeah we, we made a lot of progress but I think because my wife is the one who does the cleaning and the bathing of the cage, she kind of resent her for bathing her, I suppose, maybe. So she kind of taken a liking to me uh, and kind of gives her the cold shoulder. So Mm. a little bit mean, but, you know. I find animals tend to gravitate towards the people that feed them. Like my brother's dog loves my brother when he comes home because he often feeds her and it's his dog and... She's a husky, so she speaks like and makes all these wonderful noises. And then I'll go outside, and she'll just kind of look at me. Yeah, and, like, oh. and then stay lying yeah. there. Not it's interested. the same. I mean, Eva Eva tries to offer her food from the hand. She's like not interested, and when I offer her, she's like, "Oh, here I come." Um. So yeah so we 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 i think the problem at the moment is we got a small cage the a temporary cage for her it's it's not enough space for her to kind of mm. stretch her wings and stuff so she's constantly exercising in this very small space so she's running around climbing up and down and bouncing off the walls yeah it's like i'm not sure what she's doing um i think when the big cage come next week which is supposed to be in this week but mm. again online retail right yeah. <laughs> i bought it from an online retailer and they <laughs> They sold a product that they don't actually have in stock, uh, which is very annoying. Um, So they said it's coming, and then they said it's supposed to come last week, uh, and then it didn't come, and then they said it was going to come this week. I turned up there, and it still hasn't arrived. He promised me next week, but we did get a 20% off because my wife was going off at them. Um, So I was very happy. So we we basically bought it for almost half retail. Awesome. Yeah, it was already cheaper okay. because it's online, but we got even oh, close to half the retail price that we saw it for at a pet store. So, awesome. yeah, it's a big flight cage, they call it, um, where the bird can actually fly around in it because it's big enough. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we, again, we got a pet. That, so if you think about it, right, in a normal situation, imagine if we were working in an office again, mm. which potentially you're going to go do and I'm going to go back to doing. Um so we got 12 hours where we're out, mm. out, out, of, the, out of the house yep. and you got eight hours of sleep. So you got four hours left. Mm. But imagine cramping that with, you know, personal life and then also trying to build mm. a business. And that's yeah. 
Understand. I guess that's the bit that, that we're talking about here, right? The bit that we're discussing mm-hmm. and going, how are you supposed to do that? But what, what I think what we found and what you found is you can actually squeeze a lot of activity here and there. Um, they don't have to be you sitting in, locking yourself and doing something. Yeah. You could actually go like what you did, right? You went and started um, creating a brand recognition yeah. on social media. Yeah, and you did that not by sitting down and then just locking yourself away and and dedicating hours. Now you just sort of did it as part of your day. Mm. Consistency on my phone, on Instagram, interacting, trying to build a community, figuring out what that looks like. Just being consistent, one photo a week, Wine Wednesday, one photo a week, and then interacting with people who like wine to then build that community because eventually. I'm going to start cutting those wine bottles and trying to make candles out of them. Mm. And then hopefully there's a community who's interested in that kind of a thing and that kind of a product. Cause they already are engaged with wine and buying wine. There you go. So I guess, yeah, you don't have to, yes, there may be times when you need to dedicate some time. So you may, let's just say maybe have to sacrifice some sleep. Hmm. Uh, so you're going to have to stay up a little bit later, maybe work on your website. Um, you may have to sacrifice some weekends, for example, um, because technically that's when it's really should be spent on family time, right? Hmm. Uh, and doing all the other kind of life things that you're supposed to be doing, like grocery shopping yeah. and cleaning the house and all that kind of stuff that does take away some time again, you know, and then you've got other bits and pieces that you need to sort out too, hmm. like, you know, getting your car service. So there's so many things that take time of your mm. day that something you think, how can you even think about running a business? But yeah. I guess that's a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs when they started this, they always say they have to make so much sacrifices in the beginning. So yeah. potentially that's what we need to do. So is that does that mean, you know, that could mean six hours of sleep rather than eight and the other mm. two hours are spent on building your business? Um yeah, that could mean yeah. I don't know, working on some sort of flexibility arrangement with your current employer, mm-hmm. and then allowing you to uh, work, you know, different hours. So start a bit earlier, finish, uh, you know, or start a bit later, or potentially working from home one day, and then you can, you know, sort of split your time there. So yeah, yeah, which is really good. And as I think about my work-life balance, there's time and there's money. I could try and employ someone to do what I think I'm meant to be doing to build a business and invest the money in that, or I can invest the time that I have in that. Um, I lean towards the time and the effort just because going on the journey is something that helps you appreciate the destination once you arrive there, Yeah, that you get to walk it. And we're walking it together at the moment that we have been kind of doing this podcast now for roughly six, six-ish months almost. Mm. We're coming along with just a consistency, one, a consistent thing we try and do each week to share our stories, share where our journeys are at, moving house and moving to apartment, the things that happen that are important to life and living and important to our own families that we want to invest in. But that means sometimes we might put the side hustle to the side a little bit more. Um, I've yeah. of juggling. Life, life is a lots of circus analogies. Juggling things, you put that juggling board down because you know you've got to focus on the two things, not the three things. 
And that's not a bad thing. It's all, all in its own time. And almost yep. the strategy and the tactics of knowing what your priorities are and the purpose. And like you said earlier, like the importance of family time on the weekend, absolutely vital. Um, because the reason why you're doing something, if you're doing it for family and with family, that's just so much more important and eclipses it. And you don't want to lose sight of that. If you go so far working 80 to a hundred hours a week on your job, then your side hustle, but you don't get to spend any time with the people you love. And if they're the reason you're doing it, you're missing the mark, missing a big piece of the puzzle. Yes. And, and I think sometimes it's important to know why you are doing something right. Mm. So like, you know, touching on your point about, um, Hang on. I just lost my thought. <laughs> yeah. And as, as you talk about that, personally, you have to juggle different commitments in life saying, okay, I have to put these things down with volunteering and serving at church, which I love doing because I know I'm investing in marriage, the getting ready for marriage, figuring out where to live, moving there. That takes time and effort and spending time doing like pre-marriage counseling or marriage preparation um depending on the way you phrase it just to yeah try and have conversations that try and talk through big issues before you all of a sudden realize oh we we didn't talk about this thing before we got married and do things like that and then it's sowing the seeds for healthy relationship into the future that are going to spout and grow but i realized i had to put some other things that i was doing down to be able to spend my time on the things that are important to invest in now with building a family and getting married. Yeah. No, no, no sorry. I remember what you were talking about now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just going back to your point about, you know, whether you, you, you invest your time or you invest your money, right? Mm. Obviously what, what the goal is not to invest your time and continually to invest your time mm. in it. it because that just means that you're working, um, you know, mm. being employed you or a job being to yourself. Yeah, or being self-employed. Not uh, that's not the goal of, of creating a business. It's all about, yes, you got to invest your time in the beginning, get set things in place mm. so where it potentially could run on its own without you having to invest as much time or yeah. gradually reducing the amount of time yeah. you have to invest because you've got processes and systems in place that can then take away a lot of the bit that you had to do uh, in the beginning, right? Yeah. Eventually, that's what you want. Um, as starting a business, so, you know, just... In 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 a in a context like on on a, a conventional business, that person would be, uh, you know, starting a company where he initially was the manager, general manager, whatever mm -hmm. owner, does everything, and eventually he'll hire a person, second person, a third person, and eventually, you know, what that guy could probably step back, and the business will run on its own, and he still continue to receive uh, the mm -hmm. profit. So that's what we, I guess we're both hoping we get to at some point where it gets to that stage where it's automated and it's all running on its own. Mm. Uh, yes, you may still need to manage it from time to time, but not as much as you, you were doing it in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, once everything is up and running uh, and you've got, you know, enough of a regular customer base, you've got enough of a product flow. Yes, you may have to go back and look for new products every now and then and all that. Or potentially, yeah, if, you, if you made enough money, you could hire somebody to do that. I mean, like, and you don't have to do any of it and, the, and things will still happen mm. and you still make a profit. Um, so, yeah. So just remembering 
what the goal is because yeah, you're right. If you could be spending a hundred hours a week, I mean, you don't even have to potentially start a business. You could just work two jobs if you wanted to uh, yeah. make a lot of money, but then you miss out so much, you know, in, in life, whether that's watching your kid grow or, yeah. you know, strengthening your relationship with your partner. And I think that's why we see a lot of people, mm. a lot of marriages break down is because then they've forgot about that part of their, um, their life mm. and focus on the, the financial side of it. But, mm. you know, unfortunately, uh, sometimes, you know, people say, you know, money doesn't buy you happiness. Um, mm. it, it helps, mm. uh, but it doesn't, yeah, you're right. It doesn't guarantee happiness. Um, so, you know, if, if you want a, a good example, look at Jeff Bezos, you know what I mean? Mm. He's got all the money in the world that he could technically buy happiness if he wanted to. Um, but it doesn't, it still doesn't work out with him and his wife because who knows, right? There's other yeah. things that he probably didn't work on, uh, that he didn't spend as much time as he spent on Amazon. Um, so because otherwise, come in, who, which, which wife would not be happy with uh, somebody, with a husband that could technically spend all his time with her and work on a relationship and do whatever they want in life without any limitation. Uh, but I guess, like I said, you know, everyone has their, has their, has their thing. And that's why you see, that's why sometimes you go, there's, there's millionaires out there who are miserable. And then they are, you know, let's just say for, you know, just using kind of generic word, like peasants out there who are happiest, you know, living in their, just in their small shack and just enjoying life mm. um, and have no, you know, no, no problems in, you know, mm. or, or, or no stress in their mind, let's just say. And there's millionaires out there who are, you know, lives in a big mansion and drives you know, all the fancy cars and mm. yet they're stressed out of their head. Yeah. So, And it was an idea that I was kind of reflecting on and that I was driving recently and the thought popped to mind that money pays bills, but purpose helps leave a legacy. If you know what you're doing, it builds something that may help pay bills and make money. But knowing why you're doing it and the purpose is something that is more than just the immediate bill in front of you. They're both, yeah, yeah they're both important things. When's what one's missing? Exactly. So it's again, yeah. So it's a, it's a matter of finding that right balance. Um, because yes, you can, you know, be ambitious, go trying to get get success and. Trying to, trying to, you know, be financially free, but at the same mm. time, you also don't don't forget that if you are in, you know, in our situation where we we do have a significant other and we're trying to build this relationship and we're trying to maintain it, um, you also need to make sure that you work on that side as well yeah. because that, you know, just like a like a plant also needs, you know, you know, water, Watering, nutrients, and and everything care. else, um, in order for it to continue to grow. And if you if you abandon it or if you just neglect it. Like a plant, it will wilt and it will die. Um, mm. So, money is great. Yes, don't get me wrong. We need it. We need. We, you know, it it kind of allows you to do certain things in life. Um, but at the same time, yeah. there are things that even money can't guarantee. Let's just mm. say, and you need That's to a good way of phrasing it. Yeah, really work on. Uh, so yeah, so I hope that gives you a perspective uh, mm. for anyone out there listening. Um, that who's not in our situation yet, whether they're not in a relationship yet or they're about to, or they just started one or they're in one or they're about to, mm. you know, potentially lose one. Um, so any stage, mm. there's definitely things that, and sometimes it just helps to, to, 
do a bit of a self-reflection mm. uh, because you know you can't just blame everything else around you. Uh, there are things you can control. There are things you can't. And I think if you do a lot of self-reflection, you may then realize that some things you can you can do. You know, work on the things you can control, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, kind of work at things that you can't control. As in, when it when they do come and then you face them, you kind of work out at them and not just be frustrated or give up or um, you know just yeah. take rash decisions. Let's just say because yeah, unfortunately. I've 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 seen enough in my you know in my short life of things that I can't control and it just happens. Yeah, that's yeah. so reality. It is it is reality. But like I said, yeah. So important thing you need to do is to have a positive mindset and mm. try to always see the silver lining. Because mm. to be honest, what I've seen from all the I would say difficult things that I've gone through, there's always a silver lining. Um, Sometimes we see it much, much, much later down the track. But I think seeing that as early or as soon as uh, the, you know, or as soon as it, it happened, you know, the difficult mm-hmm. situation will help you work through it. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. And it's this episode, it's a snapshot of where Rama and I are at now. Um, our work-life balance changes over time, depending on what's on at work, what's on with family, what's happening in the world around us. So thank you very much again for tuning in to another episode of Kitchen Conversation uh, from Rama, from James and Rama. We'd like to say goodbye. So bye, everyone. And bye remember, everyone. stay safe, stay healthy, and respect the government guidelines. See ya. <laughs>